Welcome to the Always Evolving Podcast. This is a podcast about living an awake, aware, conscious life. It's about recognizing that our lives are a product of the choices that we make, and the ripple effects of those choices impact our families, our communities, and the world. So let's choose wisely. If it helps to evolve us as individuals, then we will likely cover it at some point on this podcast. Because, after all, we are always evolving, and in all ways. I'm your host, Erica Boucher. Today, I want to talk about how to feed your wanderlust. Five ways to travel the world, even if you think you can't afford it. People often say to me that they envy my lifestyle because of the amount of travel that I do. But the only difference between me and somebody who is not traveling is that I have made travel a priority. It's one of my favorite things to do. So that's number one. Make travel a priority. If that's something that you know that you love or you're fairly sure you're going to love, then put it at the top of your list of priorities. And there are so many reasons to do so. Travel has changed me as a human being. It has expanded my mind. It has shown me different ways of doing things, different ways of looking at things. It inspires me. It makes me more creative. I can't tell you how many times I've come back from a trip and I have a new dish that I like to prepare or music that I like to listen to. And all of that has kind of become a part of me over time. Like it becomes a part of who I am. Also, every time I travel, it shifts my perspective. I think sometimes we can kind of get stuck in a rut. We get stuck in a habitual pattern of thinking and habitual behaviors. And when I travel, it helps me see those patterns because it breaks me out of them. And it gives me the opportunity to kind of look in on my life from the outside, from an outside perspective. And I see things differently. And every time I come back and I'm a different person, something in me has shifted. And these are some of the reasons why I'm committed to traveling. As long as my health supports it, I will continue to travel. And I don't have a huge travel budget. It's not like I'm throwing a lot of money at travel. But I have found ways to make it my priority. So that's number one, make travel a priority. If that's something that's important to you, if it's something that you really say you want to do, then make it happen. Make it a priority. Number two, trim the fat. Find ways to trim the fat in your expenses. I'm convinced that if everybody sat down and looked at what they were spending their money on, they would be able to find ways to trim the fat. So for example, let's say you like Starbucks. If you get Starbucks coffee every day at roughly $354, let's just say $4. If you do that every day, 
that adds up. Even if you only do it three times a week, it adds up. So let's say you spend $4 on a coffee at Starbucks three times a week. That's $48 a month, which adds up to almost $600 a year. That could be thrown into a travel fund. Maybe you're not a Starbucks person, but there are probably other ways that you could trim the fat. For example, eating out. If you just cut out one lunch and or one dinner a week, I think you'd be surprised at how much money you would save. Nowadays, if you eat out for lunch, it's easy to spend $15 to $20. So let's just say $20 on lunch once a week that you were to cut out. That would add up to $1,000 over the course of a year, roughly $1,000. Now, what if you cut out one dinner a week, one dinner out every week? It's very easy for one person to spend $40 to $50 on dinner. By the time you add everything up and you add up the tip, it's very possible that you would have spent $40. It could be more, but let's just use the number of $40. That seems like it's a very reasonable amount. So $40 a week adds up to $2,000 over the course of a year. So if you add up the money you saved at Starbucks, which would be five or $600, and you added up the $1,000 or so that you saved by eliminating one lunch out a week, which is $1,000, and then you add up the $2,000-ish that you would save from eliminating one dinner out a week, you've just saved over $3,000. You can go on a pretty nice trip for $3,000. So it's entirely doable. If you really want to travel, if you really want to feed your wanderlust, I'll bet you there's a way to trim the fat somewhere in your expenses. I would challenge you to give that a look. Okay, moving on. Number three, live modestly. If you can, get to a point where you eliminate car payments. Instead of getting a new car every three or four or five years, get a car that's gonna last you for two or 300,000 miles. I've got a very modest Honda CRV, which is paid off, and I intend to drive that car into the ground. Like, I'm going to keep it until it gasps its very last breath. So, what I'm saving, my car payments were, let's say, $335 roughly. I was spending over $4,000 on a car payment. Gone. So instead of buying the newest phone, the newest car, instead of continuously upgrading, consider living a little more modestly. Keep the old car. Instead of buying new clothes all the time, maybe go to thrift stores. I've found some amazing, some of my favorite articles of clothing I have found at thrift stores. You can also eliminate unnecessary subscriptions. Maybe Audible if you are an audiobook person, if you're not actively using it, that's $15 a month you could eliminate. Netflix, if you're not actively using it, that might be money that you could eliminate. It's a great opportunity to really look at your expenses. And number two and number three are kind of related. It's about trimming the fat and living modestly. So instead of having to have the latest, newest, most expensive thing, 
being content with what you have so that you're not spending your money on material possessions, but instead you're spending it on experiences. Number four, and this one I really love, create a new income opportunity. There are some surprising ways to make extra income if you were motivated, if you really wanted to. For example, if you love animals, rover.com is a site where you can basically set up a profile and you let people know that you are available for pet sitting. You could either go to their home and take their pets for a walk or feed their cats when they're on vacation, or you can take them into your own home and take care of them that way. And it pays surprisingly well. You can make a couple hundred dollars in a weekend. And it's one of those things, like anything else, the more you do it, the more active you become, the more people seek you out. Then you might get to the point where you have a handful of regular clients that are seeking you out to take care of their pets. How awesome is that? You get to take care of their pets and spend time with these awesome animals and you get paid to do it. And that money goes right into your travel fund. And then consider maybe if you have a car and it's in pretty good shape, you could always consider driving for Uber or Lyft. I use both of those services and I always talk to the drivers to see how they like it. And they always tell me that they enjoy it. And on average, they say they make about $15 an hour. So let's say that you decided that every Friday or maybe you pick a Sunday, pick the day of the week or two, two times a week, and you decide that you're going to drive for Uber or for Lyft or for both. A lot of drivers will drive for both of them. Let's say you make $15 an hour and you drive for three hours total. You would make $45 in one afternoon or evening for three hours worth of work and not even hard physical labor. So if you did that just once a week, you could make over $2,000 a year. That would add up nicely if you threw that into your travel fund. And then there are things like Turo.com, T-U-R-O.com, which is kind of like Airbnb, but for cars. So when we recently went to Washington State, we were looking to rent a car and they were surprisingly expensive in Seattle. So I had heard about Turo.com and I went on there and we were able to rent a car from a guy. He put his profile up there, pictures of his car, the make, the model, the condition that it's in and what he was asking to rent it. And basically we arrived at the airport. He showed up with his vehicle gave us the keys and we rented it from him for a week. And he had his wife with him. They dropped off his vehicle. They took off. And then the end of our trip, we returned the car to the airport where he picked it up and it was really effortless. It worked out great for us. And we paid him like $350 to rent that car. We easily paid his car payment for him. So if you have a car and it's in decent shape, and you want to give it a try, you might want to check out Toro.com. And of course, Airbnb, if you have a house, maybe you have a spare room that's not being used, you could consider putting that up on Airbnb. I have friends who do that, and they actually make a pretty good income. When Brian and I went to Amsterdam, we rented a room from a young couple. They had a two-bedroom flat right there on the canal, 
And I think we paid them $100 a night. And they were doing so well with it. She still had a full-time job. And he was pretty much running their Airbnb full-time. And he said they had like 100% occupancy. And if they didn't mark off the schedule months in advance, then they wouldn't be able to take vacations because it was so highly sought after. So if you're in a place like Orlando or Seattle or wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast from, that might be an option for you. And from my friends that do this, they are always talking about the awesome people that they have met. So that might be something worth looking into. And then finally, number five, I want to encourage you to research some travel reward credit cards. I did this myself a couple of years ago, and I can't believe I didn't know about it sooner. The one I use is the Chase Sapphire card. And because I have a business, I also have their business card, which is called the Ink card. But both of them, for every dollar that I spend, I earn points toward travel. For the Sapphire card, if I spend money on groceries, I make, I think, triple the points. With my business card, if I spend money on travel, I, again, I make double or triple the amount of points. I have purchased round-trip tickets for me and my partner, Brian, to Greece simply using my rewards points. And basically, I pay for everything using my cards, gas, my cell phone, groceries, everything. I pay for everything using those cards, and then I just pay it off every month, so I'm not paying any fees for them. That's important. You want to make sure that you pay it off every month because they often have high interest rates. But we pay it off, I pay it off every single month, and every year I am getting free travel based on the points that I have earned. I can't stress this one enough. We're all spending money on groceries, on gas, on clothing, on vet bills, on prescriptions, on whatever it is that you spend money on. If you put everything through your Chase Sapphire card, if it's a personal account, or your Chase Inc. card, if it's a business, then you are going to rack up the points. So let me review these five ways to travel the world, even if you think you can't afford it. Number one, first, you have to make it the priority because it's going to help you choose travel over other things that you might otherwise spend your money on. And also think about travel as an education that you can't get any other way. So if you start thinking of travel as ongoing education, continuing education, it's an investment in yourself. Number two, trim the fat. Find ways to cut out the excess in your expenses. I guarantee you, if you sit down and you take an honest, hard look at what you're spending your money on, you will find ways that you can cut the fat and put those funds into a travel fund. Number three, live modestly. Keep the car, the old car. Keep the older phone. 
buy your clothes at thrift stores. You can still look and dress very well that way. I've never had anybody tell me I look like a bum and I drive an old car and I, and I get my clothes at thrift stores a lot of the time. Instead of spending your money on material possessions, spend your money on experiences. Number three, create a new income opportunity. And I mentioned a few ways, but there are definitely a lot more of them out there. Our neighbor is our pet sitter. And when we travel, she comes over, she takes care of everything. She takes care of the animals. She brings in our mail. She she even sweeps the driveway for us sometimes. She's amazing. It feels good to us knowing that somebody is there keeping an eye on our house and taking care of our animals. And more recently, we talked with her about helping with some basic housekeeping because of how busy I'm getting with my work. I need a little bit of help staying on top of it all. She's making extra money, not only helping us with our animals, but helping us with some basic housekeeping. So there are ways to do it. If you put it out there, something will show up. And finally, number five, look into those credit cards that earn you travel points. It adds up over time. Let me tell you, as I said, I've traveled a lot using points that I've earned just by putting my basic monthly expenses through that card and then paying the card off every month. And I mentioned the ones that I like, Chase Sapphire for personal, for a personal credit card and Chase Inc. for a business credit card. I hope with all of this that I have shared that that next trip that you're really itching to go on feels a lot more accessible to you. If it's important and you're making travel a priority, you absolutely can make it happen. It's doable. It is within your grasp. On that note, I want to tell you about my upcoming New Zealand yoga trip. It's March 14th through the 26th, 2019. You can find out more about it at internationalyogatravel.com. We have a limited number of spaces. And if you register by August 31st of this year, 2018, you'll receive a $100 discount. So If New Zealand has been on your bucket list for a while, go ahead and check it out and maybe consider making that leap. I hope this has been helpful and inspiring. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Always Evolving. Please feel free to share this episode with anyone you think might appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this podcast, Let me know by giving me a five-star rating and help our ranking so we can reach more people who might be inspired by our message. Until next time, remember, our lives are a product of the choices that we make. Choose wisely.